This episode is brought to you by KPMG Risk Services. KPMG believes that when you've earned the trust of all your stakeholders, that's when your business has a solid platform to grow. That's the trusted imperative. KPMG Risk Services develop and put in place dynamic risk strategies designed to help your business earn that all-important trust. Go to read.kpmg.us slash trust to learn more. Hey, this is Randy Gage, and you're listening to the Power Prosperity Podcast. Hey, what's up, Prosperity Nation? Randy here, and I want to talk about keeping calm in chaos. And man, is this ever a a prosperity principle to live by. (laughs) Uh, I'm recording this uh, in the middle of the coronavirus crisis. Uh, in uh, mid-March here in the United States. Um, well, it's, it's happening around the world. So for you guys listening, uh, first issue, it's just yesterday I recorded this. For you guys listening from the future, it's mid-March 2020, and uh, we're in the middle of a pandemic around the world. Uh, and so there are many people at the moment I'm recording this who are in lockdown or they've got a shelter at home directive or they're doing what I'm doing, which is they have uh, individually chosen to self-isolate themselves. So I've been self-isolating myself for a week now and I'm prepared to do it for eight weeks uh, or if need be even longer. Right, um, because I don't, you know, I'm a, uh, I've got a, a mother in her 80s with some of those conditions, and I need to be able to take care of her. I have other people in my extended family that uh, I'm kind of the fallback option, <laughs> health, healthy and financial wise. Uh, so I, and I don't want to affect anyone else. I don't, you don't know if you're infected when you get it until days afterward. And sometimes not even then you could be infected and just asymptomatic. So to me, the, uh, my social contract, uh, behavior leads me to say, Hey, I work at home anyway. I'm, it's not an issue for me to work at home. I don't need to be out, uh, possibly infecting people and putting other lives in danger. So I'm and you know I'm looking this as an opportunity like I would to go on a meditation retreat or spend the weekend in a Shaolin temple or uh, some kind of experience like that like uh, Henry David Thoreau went through when he went to Walden Pond and, and stayed I actually I'm a huge Thoreau fan of his writing. So, and I got the opportunity to actually go to Walden Pond and, and go in the, the, uh, the little uh, house that he stayed in over the course of that uh, time. Uh, so I look at this as a, just another opportunity to work on my language skills and uh, write my next book and up my self-development program and create a uh, work a workout routine for home uh, and that's all great so I'm staying really calm in the time of crisis but here's the thing 
I didn't start out that way. The first three days, even though I've been working at home for like 20 years, uh, I got all out of sorts. I got all out of routine. And I want to talk about how that happened and what I did for it. Um, but first, let's just deal with the idea that the world is in chaos right now. And no, I'm recording this, like I say, for in the middle of the coronavirus, but this, this is applicable anytime in the past, the present, or the future. Uh, you're always going to face situations which are really chaotic. Uh, you've got to be okay with ambiguity. You've got to be okay with not knowing the outcome of every possible thing. And if you have control freak tendencies like I do, <laughs> uh, let me not affirm that. If you have control freak tendencies like I used to have, uh, that could be challenging to you. Uh, but here's what I know. Uh, when we get into chaos, we get on edge. And being on edge is not necessarily a bad thing. I think sometimes that edge is good. That edge is beneficial. Now, when it creates inaction, where you're just frozen, you're just like a deer in the headlights in the sense of you're, you're just afraid to move. You're so scared of the situation, you're paralyzed. That is not good. That's not going to give you any edge. Likewise, the same thing if the edge or the anxiety is creating a diffused focus where you just can't concentrate, you can't get things done, you don't know what to do first. Either of those cases, it, it tells you the chaos is controlling you and you want to control the chaos. You want to remain calm in the chaos and just use that chaos to give yourself a little edge. I like having that little edge uh, of chaos. I like having that little edge of pressure. One of the reasons I'm so productive, I believe, is because I paint myself into a corner. I make commitments and promises. Okay, I will deliver you the book here. I'll have your website uh, concept done by this day. Uh, send me your uh, hot seat for your people in my coaching program. And you know, I paint myself in a corner where I have these things that I, I'm supposed to deliver. And I work good that way. I love to multitask. I love to have a little pressure. Uh, so uh, I want you to get the same way. I want you to use chaotic times as a time to step up your game and live a more prosperous life. Uh, so three things uh, that I think are worth discussing in this in the realm of this topic. The first of these is when you're getting too chaotic, when you say, hey, this is creating paralyzing fear or this is creating uh, disordered uh, focus and I can't be productive, change your inputs. Uh, I remember when 9-11 happened and I was just writing you know, and then my mother called and 
I took the call because it was my mother and she said, oh my God, thank God you're home. I was afraid you're on a plane. The planes are crashing. And I'm like, what? She's like, turn on the TV, turn on CNN. And, you know, so I turned it on and I was just in time to see the second plane uh, crash into the, the other building. And, you know, I was fixated for an hour after that watching that because, you know, that's your human reaction and I realized I, I I gotta change this input this is taking me to such a dark place when the building collapsed and I knew there were so many you know at least hundreds of people probably still inside uh, so I turned off the TV I changed the input and I went out and I walked along the beach and I just had to uh, deprogram after that experience it was the same thing with uh, when I started self-isolating because I have my normal routine and that's the second area that I want to discuss the role of a routine uh, when you're facing chaotic times so I have my routine I get up I go down 10 flights of stairs to the gym in my building I do my cardio I walk up the 10 flight of stairs because that's you know part of my cardio I fix up my nutritional protein shake, I shower, uh, and then I go into my, uh, if I've done my self-development, I've listened to a podcast in the, on the treadmill or something, that's my self-development. If not, uh, then I'm going to read, uh, probably that's my self-development for half an hour, is reading a positive book. And then I'm going to go in my office and I want to start the day with my writing. Um, and then I'll take a break, 10, 30, 11, I'll go back down to the gym, I'll do my resistance training, uh, and then I'll come back and I'll fix my egg white omelet, which is the same every day, so I never have to make a decision. It's exactly, I know what my post-workout meal is, right? And then I go back and then I'm answering emails or doing phone calls if I have errands. And all that got uprooted, even though I'm still working from home. Now, I wasn't going down to the gym. I'm doing my cardio up here with an online program. And then I realized my workout seems, you know, when I tried to do a resistance workout, I was like, and then I realized, oh, because I lost my routine. Part of my routine is I always pick up my phone, open my iTunes playlist, and I have a rock and workout playlist, right? Uh, so I wasn't doing that. So I, okay, so now I, then I put it on in the house with my, you know, HomePod or whatever they're called. Uh, and just little things like that, I realized it took me like three days where I felt really out of sorts. And then part of it was because I was working here upstairs in my condo and in my office, I was still checking the uh, uh, alerts on my phone and still checking Twitter and things like that. And it was just pand you know, pandemic pandemonium all day. I mean, 90% of my Twitter feed was uh, coronavirus stuff. And I realized, you know what? I gotta, I gotta change the inputs. I gotta get back in my routine. So it took me about three days but I created my new daily routine, which involves doing my cardio upstairs, doing my workout here, not going out. So part of my other routine was going out for lunch, 
uh, or dinner and writing at that. I have some diners I like to go where I can sit and write. Um, and so all of that was changing. So now it's all, I've created a new routine for when I'm self-isolating. And look for that when you face these really chaotic times. Right away, say, okay, how much of these inputs can I unplug with, uh, unplug from? Because yes, we want to know what's going on in the world. We want to make sure that if there's a nuclear bomb dropping on our city, we can crawl under the desk like somehow that's going to protect us, <laughs> right? You know, we do need to know if there is something going on in the world, but we don't need a breaking news alert every three minutes. We don't need to watch seven hours of continuous news coverage on one of the cable news networks. We don't need that. So look for, hey, where can you change your inputs? And then, okay, how can I create a new routine which allows me to dial down the anxiety? Like for a lot of people who are in the lockdown, like right now in uh, Italy, a lot of people in lockdown, uh, they're not working out. They're not doing exercise. And you know what? That drives the stress level up. When you work out, your stress level goes down. When you get sunshine, your stress level goes down. When you get fresh air, your stress level goes down. So you look at those things, okay, how can I work that even if it's going out on your balcony for fresh air or sunshine? Because sometimes that's the only option, right? Uh, but if you look at that and be mindful and say, okay, how can I reconfigure my routine for the new reality, which will dial down the edge enough that turns it from bad into good, where this edge allows me to create laser focus. And then finally, the third area I think is worth talking about is how you reframe the perspective. Uh, my original softball coach, uh, who's no longer with us, but it was a, you know such a mentor to me, a guy named Chuck Dima, and Chuck was my first coach for and for about 10 years. And he used to call me Mr. October, which of course for baseball fans know is, uh, uh, was Reggie Jackson created uh, or was given that moniker because of his ability in the postseason in the World Series, which took place in October, to step up and have big games and big moments and hit home runs or hit three home runs in a game and things like that. And my coach gave me that name because that's what I did. I was, if the game was on the line and the bases were loaded and there was two out, he wanted me in the box because he knew I was going to deliver nine times out of ten. And why? Because I was calm in chaos. Now, why would I be calm in chaos? Because some people approach that as, oh my God, the bases are loaded. There's two outs. If I don't get a hit here, we're going to lose the game. <clears throat> uh, whereas I've been shot and left for dead in a pool of blood in the street. So... I look on a softball at that situation and I say, it's just a softball game. Uh, I was diagnosed HIV positive in 2006. Let me tell you, when you were diagnosed HIV positive in 2006, 
You got your affairs in order. You found your insurance papers. You wrote your will. You put them all together. You gave them to somebody you love and say, here's the stuff for when I go, okay? I went through that in 2006. Uh, so when you've been through that, is a softball game gonna make you crazy? Is a deadline to finish the report at the office gonna make you crazy? Is the fact that the news anchor needs to have breathless sensationalism and, and uh, hypersensitivity and make you try to addict you to their screen or your phone screen for 10 hours at a time? Really? Are you going to allow that to, to uh, uh, shatter your calm? Not a chance. Because you reframe it and you put it into perspective. Uh, and even when it's horrific stuff, I hate this pandemic. I hate that people are dying in it. I hate that people are in pain with that. But me watching 15 hours a day of cable news, getting anxious about it, doesn't help any of those people. And you watching 15 hours of cable news, getting anxious and neurotic and psychotic about it, doesn't help those people. You want to help those people stay calm in chaos. And you're going to definitely have a, a much, much more prosperous life. And that's going to impact everybody around you in a positive way. All right, go out, have an amazing day, and keep calm in chaos. Because we need you to do that. The world needs you to do that. And that's where the best version of you is going to come out. Peace. Hey, thanks for listening to the Power Prosperity Podcast. Do me a favor and practice the circulation law of prosperity and tell people about Prosperity TV. So if you would, just put something up on your Tumblr, your Twitter, your Facebook, your YouTube uh, let people know what you think of the Power Prosperity Podcast. Even take a screenshot of your phone and maybe post that picture uh, so we can build the community here at the podcast. Thanks, guys.